48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines, the magistrate makes a mistake in handing down a sentence and apologises to the court. A teenager who recovered from COVID-19 in Hong Kong has tested positive for the virus in Macau and mainland authorities insist there's been no radiation leak from a nuclear power plant in Guangdong. A Kowloon City magistrate has retracted her decision to hand down a jail sentence to a reporter for resisting a police officer after she mistakenly thought the sentence for the offence could be suspended. Francis Sit reports. Reporter Ho Ka Yen, who works for the online media outlet Benyu Entertainment, had been arrested in a public toilet on Sai Street while she was covering a protest in Mong Kok on May the 11th last year. She had complained that officers had kneeled on her neck to restrain her and had also kicked her in the back. She said they had pepper sprayed her at close range, which caused her to fall unconscious. Principal Magistrate Ada Yim found the woman guilty, saying she had deliberately obstructed an officer from carrying out her duties. The magistrate said that even though Ho knew full well that she could only leave after the police finished searching her, she still battered the officer's hands away and attempted to leave. The magistrate, however, noted that officers shouldn't have pepper sprayed Ho as she did not resist strongly and her subsequent actions could have been for self-protection. But just two hours after she had convicted Ho and handed her a four-week suspended jail term, the magistrate called the legal teams back to court to retract the decision. She apologized and said she must review herself. She adjourned the sentencing to July the 17th and Ho remains on bail. The Centre for Health Protection says it's been informed by its counterpart in Macau that a teenager who recovered from COVID-19 in Hong Kong has now tested positive for the virus in the neighbouring SAR. Wendy Wong reports. The 18-year-old was confirmed as a local case on December 16, 2020 and recovered and was discharged after treatment at hospital two weeks later. He tested negative for the virus before travelling to Macau via the Hong Kong-Zhuhai-Macau Bridge on Sunday. But he tested weekly positive for the virus on Tuesday during quarantine in Macau. He also has antibodies against COVID-19. The CHP says as a precaution, the man's close contacts will be sent to quarantine and residents who live in the same Pokful land building as him are required to get tested for COVID. Meanwhile, the CHP reported one imported COVID-19 case. The 45-year-old man who doesn't have any symptoms flew in from Sri Lanka and carries a mutant strain of coronavirus. The Centre for Food Safety says a COVID patient likely infected a pre-frozen packet of Thai crocodile spare ribs herself at home, rather than having caught the disease from the packaging itself. Robert Kemp reports. The centre came to the conclusion after testing over 100 crocodile products from retail outlets and warehouses. All the tests have come back negative and the vendor of the ribs has now been given the go-ahead to resume sales. The 17-year-old girl who had a mutant form of the coronavirus became infected earlier this month, breaking Hong Kong's streak of more than 40 days without an untraceable case. She had reportedly admitted to sneezing on the package. Mainland authorities say damaged fuel rods led to a gas build-up at the Taishan nuclear plant in Guangdong province. They insisted there was no radioactive leakage to the environment. Vicky Wong has more. Authorities described the problem at the Taishan nuclear plant as common with no need for concern. 
According to the Environment Ministry in Beijing, the protective envelope on about five of the 60,000 fuel rods in a reactor there was damaged. It also says such damage was inevitable because of manufacturing and other problems. The ministry also says radiation in the reactor coolant increased but was within the allowable range. Beijing also denied claims in an earlier CNN report that it was raising the acceptable limit of radiation detection around the plant. Mainland regulators will now oversee measures to control radiation levels within the reactor. A domestic workers' advocacy group has called on the government to introduce guidelines on suitable accommodation for domestic workers, saying some are still being forced to sleep in places like kitchens, balconies and even next to the toilet. The Mission for Migrant Workers today released a report saying 51% of the domestic workers they surveyed during 2020 reported having no private room in their employer's home. Jahani Tong is a community organiser for the mission. We believe that effective regulations and monitoring mechanisms should put in place and the Hong Kong government should work on serious steps for reform its guidelines and policies. We appeal that toilets, kitchens as such should be explicitly banned as suitable accommodations in the contract. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. The chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, says recent remarks from some lawmakers about the gay games prove the city needs to legislate against discrimination based on sexual orientation. Wendy Wong reports. The gay games were thrust into the spotlight last week during a discussion at the Legislative Council, but a plea for government help riled up some lawmakers who said they didn't want dirty money coming to Hong Kong and warned hosting the event here could divide society. Chief Executive Carrie Lam spoke out against lawmakers who had become a bit emotional in the discussion, but one of them, Junius Ho, is sticking to his guns. He says the government shouldn't support the hosting of the games because he thinks sexual minorities should not be encouraged and homosexuals could threaten the human race. Speaking on an RTHK program, the chairman of the city's equality watchdog, Ricky Chu, called those remarks emotional and divisive. He said the comments could technically involve discrimination, but he can't say Mr Ho breached discrimination laws because Hong Kong doesn't have any that deal with discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation. Mr Chu said they've been talking about such a law for more than two decades and recent events show there is a need for one. At the moment, he said, there's nothing to say what actions amounts to discrimination and what the consequences of that discrimination should be. He said the Equal Opportunities Commission is writing a report on the legislation for public consultation, which they hope to publish in the coming year. Mr Chu added that the watchdog supports the gay games, which organisers plan to hold in Hong Kong in November 2022, as it promotes equality and inclusiveness. Chief Executive Carrie Lam told a forum today the Chinese Communist Party has demonstrated great leadership skills in combating the COVID-19 pandemic. As Priscilla Ng reports, she said China is the first major economy in the world to rein in the spread of the virus. Carrie Lam said it is evident that the country responded very quickly to the COVID-19 outbreak and was able to mobilize a great deal of manpower to build temporary hospitals to treat patients. She added that China had developed vaccines not only for its own people, but also offered the jabs to other developing countries. The Communist Party of China has shown great leadership and determination and taken resolute actions to combat the pandemic. The results are there for all to see. 
History has told us that the Communist Party of China has been able to lead the country to overcome difficulties and challenges, bring prosperity to the country, and improve people's livelihood. The chief executive also noted that Hong Kong had benefited hugely from the country's development. She cited the 1997 financial crisis, the SARS epidemic in 2003 and the COVID-19 pandemic as examples, saying the mainland had provided the SAR with support and assistance whenever the city needed help. Mrs. Lam added that Hong Kong has also been incorporated in China's major policy initiatives, such as the Belt and Road Program, the Greater Bay Area Development Blueprint, as well as the country's 14th five-year plan, showing the country's deep care for the SAR. Following the central government and CCP's decision to introduce the national security law and implement electoral reforms in Hong Kong, the CE said the city will only become even more stable and prosperous going forward. At the same forum, the foreign ministry's top representative in Hong Kong said Beijing will oppose external interference in the SAR more vigorously going forward, warning that any attempt to thwart China's development is doomed to fail. Damon Pang has that story. Liu Guangyuan's comment came just days after G7 leaders took China to task over alleged rights abuses in Xinjiang and Hong Kong and called for peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait, all issues deemed highly sensitive for Beijing. Speaking at a forum to mark the 100-year anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party, Mr Liu emphasized the need for Beijing to enact the anti-sanctions law, saying China has every right to fight back against forces which sanction, smear and attack the country. The Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in the SAR added that he has a solemn message for the small handful of anti-China forces. The dignity, the legitimate rights of the Chinese people are not to be undermined. The historical trend towards the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation and the CPC leadership is not to be stopped. Any attempt to interfere in China's internal affairs or curb China's development is doomed to fail. Speaking at the same function, a deputy director of Beijing's liaison office in Hong Kong, Tan Tianyu, said President Xi Jinping responded calmly to the challenges in the SAR by implementing the national security law and changes to the electoral system. He said the city's future will be even brighter with its increasing participation in the Greater Bay Area Plan and further integration with the national economy. Macau says it's closing its representative office in Taiwan, following in Hong Kong's footsteps last month. In a statement, Macau says its economic and cultural delegation in Taiwan will temporarily suspend operations from Saturday. The island's mainland affairs council expressed deep regret about the move, but says it will keep its trade office in Macau open. China will send three astronauts into orbit tomorrow, the first of four manned spaceflights to complete the country's space station by the end of next year. Priscilla Ng has more. The trio met with reporters in Jiuquan in Gansu province on the eve of the historic mission. Nie Haisheng, Liu Boming and Tang Hongbo will be sent into orbit aboard the spacecraft Shenzhou-12 at 9.22 a.m. 56-year-old Mr. Nie is serving as commander. I really have a strong sense of mission and honor to be able to represent our motherland in space. This is our country's first manned mission in building a space station. I'm fortunate enough to take up the first baton in a construction stage. I really look forward to it. 
Mr. Nie is the most experienced among the three. He was in the Shenzhou Six mission in 2005 and the Shenzhou Ten mission in 2013. This will be the first manned mission during the construction of China's space station. The astronauts will spend three months on the Tiangong station, setting up testing and experiments, and preparing for a series of spacewalks. And China's space agency says they'll have a choice of 120 different types of food and space treadmills for exercise. Turning overseas, Presidents Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin have hunkered down to talk for up to five hours in Geneva to see if they can find some common ground. The U.S. and Russian leaders shook hands for the cameras before heading inside the Villa Lagrange. Each man is flanked by a diplomatic team, as the BBC's Lise Doucette explains. The American team will have gone through every point in really, really fine detail about what to say if he says this. What do we want from this? Where should we take this? How much are we willing to give? If he says this, will we say that? And he's got his aides right next to him, Anthony Blinken, his Secretary of State, sitting across from Sergey Lavrov, a real veteran of foreign affairs. I think they will be very mindful of. Trying to achieve something that they could say to the outside world that this was a success. Both leaders want to be regarded as leaders of the world who can make a difference and make a difference by working together. To sports now, Germany coach Joachim Löw has refused to blame Mats Hummels for scoring the own goal that gave victory to France in their Euro 2020 opener. Löw says the ball was travelling fast and it was hard for the defender to clear it. Hummels was trying to stop a cross from reaching Kylian Mbappe when he diverted the ball into his own net with his shin. Paul Pogba played an outstanding game for France and was named man of the match. He said it's a big win for his country. Obviously, it's the it's the start of the Euro, it's the start of the game for us. It was very important to start with the win, with the three points.、Uh, we saw the result as well、uh, in the other end, and obviously we play against Germany.、Uh, everybody knows about Germany. Very, very good team.、Um, they put us in trouble today, but、um, now we were strong. We were strong, and、uh, we went and we、uh, we went to get this win. Very hard. There's been one game so far tonight in Euro 2020. Russia have beaten Finland 1-0. Basketball in the NBA playoffs. Kevin Durant has played his best game as a net, and it couldn't come at a better time. Brooklyn were, were without an injured Kyrie Irving in Game Five of their second-round series against the Milwaukee Bucks, and James Harden scored only five points in his first action since leaving with a hamstring injury in the series opener. But Durant stepped up with a monster triple-double. He had 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists in a 114 to 108 win. The Nets now lead three games to two and need just one more victory to advance. A reminder of our top stories tonight: a magistrate makes a mistake in handing down a sentence and apologises to the court. A teenager who recovered from COVID-19 in Hong Kong has tested positive for the virus in Macau, and mainland authorities insist there's been no radiation leak from a nuclear power plant in Guangdong. The news from RTHK. You can dance, every dance with the guy who gives you the eye. Let him hold you tight. You can smile, every smile for the man who held your hand beneath the pale moonlight. But don't forget who's taking you home, and in whose arms you're gonna be. So darling, 
Save the last dance for me Oh, I know, oh, I know that the music's yes, fine, like sparkling oh, wine. Go and have your yes, fun. Oh, I know. Laugh and sing. Yes, I know. But while we're oh, apart, don't give your yes, heart to anyone. Oh, but yes, don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're gonna be. So, darling, say the last dance for me. Don't you know I love you so? Can't you feel it when we touch? I will never, never let you go. I love you oh so much. You can dance, you can dance, go and carry you on till the night is gone dance. and it's time to you go. You can dance. If he asks, you can dance. If you're all you alone, can, can he take you, you home? Dance. You must tell him you no. Cause don't forget who's taking you home And in whose arms you're gonna be So darling, say the last dance for me Drifters into our second hour, the dying embers of Wednesday. Thanks for joining in, Peter King, with you, of course, through till one. This one, Boy to Paul and Mary.
Peter, Paul and Mary, a song written by Pete Seeger and uh, Lee Hayes, written back in 1949. How about that? A lot of people think it was just a 60s hippie song.